Hey, I'm Natalie Abbott. And I'm Vera Schmitz. We are sisters who host the Dwell Differently podcast. We help you memorize and meditate on one Bible verse every month. And all month long on our podcast, we talk about what that verse means, why it matters, and how we can apply that verse to our daily lives. Welcome back to the Dwell Differently podcast. I'm your host, Vera Schmitz. And today I'm so excited. I have one of my best friends of all life on the podcast today. Her name is Kelsey Hollihan. She was one of my training partners at Indiana University when we were um, in college. She's a pole vaulter. She is a 2016 Rio Olympian. She is a nurse. She's a wife and a mommy. She's awesome. She is one of the truest friends I've ever had. Kelsey, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much. That's the sweetest introduction. Um, I guess this is my podcast debut, so it's a little nerve wracking. Oh, but girl, thanks for having me. Don't be nervous. I actually was. Uh, I would like have like a horn to boop, boop, like introduce you because oh I'm would. so excited that you're here. Um, today we are going to be talking about some really cool stuff. Um, the verse of the month, normally this episode is me and Natalie. This month we're taking a little hiatus because it is the five-year anniversary of Dwell, which is unbelievable to even think about. I feel like it happened so fast, mostly because COVID ate up two years. So I'm like, wait, we just started yeah. this thing and it's been five years. So we wanted to do a little uh, episode of like kind of the origin story of Dwell, where it began, why it began. Kelsey was at the very beginning of it. And so I thought it most appropriate to get her on the podcast, talk about um, how Dwell began, the importance of having a strong mind and what that meant in sport and what it means in our lives today. So Kelsey, um, why don't you tell everybody how we met back in the day? Oh gosh, this is going to be fun because um, now having entered in kind of the next phase of my life after sport, that truly feels like a lifetime ago. Like some of it is a little bit hard to remember even. Totally. Um, but yeah, it was what? over 10 years ago, would it have been close to 15 years ago that we met? I don't even know. Um, Definitely. I was coming out of high school and I was being recruited as a pole vaulter. And long story short, I wound up at IU after going on a recruiting visit where you were my host. Mm -hmm. And um, we spent three years training there together day in and day out. Um, it was a crazy fun ride. We went to Big Ten Championships, National Championships, and really got to live that full-on athlete lifestyle where you're just focused on your sport, and that's pretty much it. Um, and I feel like now, looking back, I can completely glamorize it because I'm like, wow, that was so much fun. I just hung out with my friends all day and pole vaulted. <laughs> but that's not what it was in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um there were some really stressful, challenging, trying times um, and a lot of growth that happened through those years. So I think that's important to remember when looking back mm -hmm. it's easy to forget the tough times totally. that we had. When Kelsey came on the team, so I was a junior when she was a freshman. Is that right, Kelsey? We're two years apart? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that sounds right. The coolest thing about Kelsey was she came on and she was so competitive, so intense. 
Um, and a lot of her strengths were my weaknesses. And I don't remember if we actually had a conversation. I think we did about like, let's do this together. Let's go out we and did. be the very best. I know we did later as like, you know, our friendship kind of developed, but I loved having Kelsey. I used to call her um, selfie before selfies were a thing, like with your phone. Cause that's smartphones, true. I forgot about that. We like coined that to- term first, but um, Kelsey was like in my shadow, just tugging, like coming right behind me the whole time. And it was, it was just so special because though she was younger than me and though I was leading her because I was older and I'd been through the the ropes before, um, she pushed me every single step of the way and had a true um, teammate's heart, even though she was extremely competitive. Yeah. And actually thinking about it now, it's kind of interesting because Vera, you're the youngest of five and mm-hmm. I'm the oldest of four. So I feel like we found in each other what we didn't have in our family unit. Like oh, you yeah. got a little sister and I got a big sister. And I remember early on, like completely being intimidated by you, but also looking up to you and seeing not only your success, but the person that you were and how people were drawn to you. You were very much a leader on our team. And I was really attracted to that. And it wasn't a conscious thing, but there was something in me that was like, you know, I want that. I want whatever she has. And that went a step further into, you know, pursuing my faith in a more intentional way in college because I saw you doing that and you were very much a leader in that way to me as well. And thankfully over a lot of time, like that kind of mentorship developed into a really special, sweet lifelong friendship, which is cool Um, looking back now because that developed out of a sport, which now in my life, I'm like, it doesn't even matter. It's not even about the sport, (laughs) Um, but it's just, it's fun to think back on and really, really cool how God just used that situation to grow our relationship and our friendship um, and allow us to pour into each other in the ways that we needed at that time. If you could go back and relive one day of your career at IU, like I have two moments in my mind that I'm like, oh, these were, this is, this defines for me a little bit like what it meant to be a pole vaulter at IU doing the real deal. So I'm I'm curious what yours are before I share mine. Oh gosh. Okay. Um I mean the one that really sticks out, well there's two that stick out, but the one I think was it my sophomore year and your senior year, we went to the national championships and we were kind of the underdogs and we were the only school with two women to make the podium. I can't even remember what place we got now. Did you I get I think we were Second? No, I got second the year before or two years before. I was fourth and you were seventh, which top eight back back then. Now they do like second team All-Americans, but back then it was just top eight or All-American. And so, yeah, that was the one I – that was the first moment I was thinking of. We went in and we were like, we're we're going to win. We're going to be first and we're Mm going to be second. And I don't care if it's you or if it's me, but we are going to beat everyone together. Yeah, and that was after – a season of us kind of getting to this point where we were willing to be just really honest with each other. I remember sitting at a meet at Penn Relays with you in the stands and you looked at me and you said, do you ever get jealous? And I was like, what do you mean? And you were like, well, sometimes I'm like jealous of you. Like if you have a good day or like, you know, 
you do well in a workout and I don't. And I was like, yeah, of course, like I'm super competitive. So there is like that little bit of jealousy there. And I think like just the willingness for us to be honest with each other and then kind of like turn the corner and be like, you know what, like, we're not going to do that. And we're not going to give into this outward pressure where everyone wants us to compete with each other. We're going to compete together and try to be the best we can be. And that's what we were able to do the rest of that season, which is a really big deal because an all American in the NCAA is like a huge accomplishment. Um, and we were able to do that together. So that was really special. What's your that, second one? I'm curious. That was super special. Um, I have two more. Uh, one of them okay. was just the so uh, pole vaulters train together. We trained with the multi eventers. So those are like the the really crazy people who do ten for the men ten events, and for the women they do seven events. And so that was our group within track and field. We trained separate from the sprinters or the long distance runners, and we had this term for when we were working out together and it was a hard workout, we called it the pain cave. And so like my mind immediately flashes to the pain cave, like whether it's in the weight room and you're like having to do some crazy workout or running stadiums with a wage or like going to the cross country hill and sprinting that or running stadiums where you're just like, like the most pain you can imagine <laughs> putting your body through. And like it like, hurts. It hurts. It like actually yeah. well, and so like I'm like I think about a lot of like those the long walk to where we were headed to do the workout that we knew was going to be terrible. We called Friday mornings, we had to um go to weightlifting. Well, we went to weightlifting four mornings a week, but on Fridays it was called Friday Fun Day, which seems like it would be really fun. And it's the worst workout of the week in the weight room. And so like just like getting to the workout and knowing you're going to be starting in five minutes and it's going to be really painful. Um, so I just think about that and the friendships that are forged in the pain cave, there's like different mm -hmm. layer of like, oh, she gets me because she's been there with me. <laughs> it's so true. Um, and gosh, I mean, yeah, the physical and mental fortitude that you develop over time, just showing up to practice in that way and just the acceptance you have of like this is gonna just really hurt and i'm gonna have to do it like i'm gonna do it um it's it's definitely valuable for other things in life i mean i can think of motherhood specifically like i feel like i've adapted to motherhood really well because some of the things i mean i don't mean to be like it's just not hard for me because it's not true but <laughs> you know the the, la <laughs> the lack of sleep or like just some of the mental fortitude it takes to just like continue to do things that are hard. I can do it because I've flexed that muscle so much over my life um, in athletics. So that's that, been really cool to see that transition into my life. That's really good. I, I actually feel yeah. convicted as you say that. Cause I'm like, man, you're right. <laughs> like I've, I do have a, I do know what it means to be mentally strong and there are some situations mm -hmm. currently with my two-year-old where I'm like, man, I need a little bit more toughness, specifically to be more patient when he's throwing a tantrum or whatever. It's like, I am, I can do that. I've done, I flexed that muscle before. Um, that's so that's yes. a good, good reminder to me. Um, okay, so speaking of you know mental toughness. Um, so after twenty, let me see here. I graduated in 2011, and um, Kelsey was still on the team, but we both 
uh, or training, had a bigger goal of going to the Olympic Games. And so after college, I continued to train with one of my pole vault coaches um, that were in Bloomington, Indiana. And Kelsey went on to train with a group down in Tennessee. Um, And so we were not Mm -hmm. training together, but we were still riding the bus together in a lot of ways. Um, And so as we pursued Rio um, to try and make an Olympic team, we talked every single day on the phone in 2016. That's crazy. It was crazy. And we both had a lot of injuries going on. uh, Mentally and physically. Mostly mentally for me, mostly physically for Kelsey. Um, (laughs) But we just decided we're going to, we need each other more now than ever going into this Olympic year. And so we decided, okay, we're just going to show up on the phone every day to each other, even though we're not technically physical training partners, we'll be mental training partners. So can you share with everybody a little bit about what that was like for us? I mean, yeah, at like 10 in the morning, every morning, which is like the dream now, right? Like you get to (laughs) wait until 10 to start Make sleep a priority. Yeah, you sleep your 10 hours at night and then you get up nice and rested and have your cup of coffee. And no, we would FaceTime or talk on the phone and, you know, we would talk about what we each had for practice that day, maybe what was going well, what wasn't. We would get really technical with things too, as far as like the actual technical side of pole vault and help each other with that aspect and kind of give each other ideas or talk about what we were working on with our coaches. But the thing that was really what moved the needle for us is just deciding that we were going to encourage each other and motivate each other. And so we, what did you call it? A belief box. We decided to like send each other, we would send each other a note card for every single day leading up to the Olympics. And I don't even know how far back it goes, but the Olympics hundreds of days August. And this one says 150 days until the Olympic final. This was from you, Vera. I went and mm-hmm. dug these out of my my box downstairs. I've got a stack of them. And there's so many more. But we sent each other verses. Um, we sent each other stories of other people who had done incredible feats in their life. Um, quotes. We sent funny things. We sent drawings. Like anything that we could do to encourage each other. And we would literally send them snail mail. And it was the best thing because every week you would get a little... Um, what envelope wow i couldn't think of that word <laughs> you get a little envelope in the mail that's great there's mom brain um and yeah of encouragement and i remember i taped them up on my door all of the ones from you so i had like a whole door of just encouragement um that was physical mm-hmm. and that was really cool <laughs> i encourage more people to do that with their friends even if on like a very small scale it doesn't it take was, a lot. The beautiful thing is, is like it wasn't like we were writing a long letter to each other. It was like literally a a quote or a verse mm-hmm. on a postcard. The actual physical receiving of these words of encouragement and reading them and then putting them up, it really does something, I think. Yep. And it's like you were encouraging yourself while you were encouraging the other person. So it was benefiting both of us and yeah, I mean, how did we even think of that? That's amazing. I don't, I don't know. It was a really good idea. I loved it. Um, it makes it, yeah. so this month. You know, I'm, I I told you guys we're taking a little hiatus from our normal routine of how we um, talk about the verse. But the verse for January is "Your word is a lamp 
for my feet, a light on my path. And this idea of God's word is this lamp. It's a light. It's a, it's a makes a way in the darkness. It shows you the path for where you should be going. Um, and so I think, you know, in retrospect, we didn't maybe even, I'm sure I wasn't like, I read this verse in Psalm 119 and we should write <laughs> words of encouragement to each other in verses. Um, but I think that's what we were doing in retrospect was, mm -hmm. you know, helping each other to let God's word be a light on this path toward the goal of making an Olympic team. And I think like just to paint that picture for people, like I know that in society, people glamorize the Olympics. There's that side of it. But like, then there's also like this piece that people can't understand where like, it literally was like everything. Like from the minute you woke up to the minute you went to bed, like that's what you were thinking about and fixating on. And like every decision I made in my life for that period of time was, does this get me like closer or further from my goal of making, mm -hmm. making it to the Olympics? And so it's, it is different than things, hard things that we go through in our lives that aren't sport, but it's also not like it takes that intense belief and um encouragement from other people to like continue walking that path with you know the hope that something good will happen um and i'm so thankful that i got to have that experience and just see that like god was faithful in like providing me with the ability to like get up every morning and continue pursuing the dream without the guarantee that I would end up at the Olympics because totally. the reality is like the outcome was different for us. I went to the Olympics and you didn't, but I think like it was everything each of us needed along the way. Mm -hmm. And that's like where the good stuff is totally. in the journey. Totally. So. It's like you're, you're getting all these gifts and treasures along the way. And for me, like, um, you know, if any of you've listened to any of the Dwell podcasts over the years, like I talk about it occasionally, but um, it was out of that season for me. So, so 2016 rolls up, Kelsey makes the Olympic team. Um, I did not make the Olympic team. I actually um, busted my ankle really bad the day that I qualified for the trials. Um, it was actually the last day to qualify. I had not qualified. When I was talking about earlier about the mental toughness and how I was struggling mentally, I had the worst season it, like of my career that year and struggled super hard to believe that it was even possible to make the Olympic trials. You know, Team USA, mm -hmm. if you, you watch the Olympics, like we're always the toughest, best team in, in the world, especially in track and field a lot of the time. Um, and so- to even make the trials, it, it takes a lot to, to get it a spot there. Mm -hmm. And um, so on the last day to qualify, I had to go out and jump this bar that I hadn't jumped ever in my life. I had to go out and, and jump a lifetime PR, uh, personal record. And I was able to do that. And then on the next jump, um, I you know, in pole vault, if you clear a bar, you raise the bar up and you go down and you attempt it at a higher height. And I basically demolished my ankle when I landed. I hit the pit and just rolled it over and that I couldn't walk on it for, and this, now we're like, I don't know, 16 days from the Olympic trials and my ankle was the size of an elephant's leg. 
Um, and so not, I mean, it was, this is, ugly. <laughs> it was nasty. And this is not me being like, well, I like her angle. So like I didn't make the Olympics. No, um, no. But it was a true, bar- like it was pretty clear at that point. I mean, I still had this like undying belief that this is possible. Anything is possible. Like mm-hmm. anything can happen at any moment. And so you keep going. Um, but I did not make the Olympic team and Kelsey did. And we should clarify, I made it for Team Canada. I was competing for a different country. So that was a little, little side note. Side note. But she made the Olympic team, <laughs> uh, which is a pretty awesome deal. And um, and so it was like the going back to what you said about the jealousy, um, I think that that was a big like war that I then fought there for that period mm-hmm. of a couple months. Um, Kelsey had a tremendous Olympic game. She made the Olympic final. And were you 12th? 12th in the world? Yeah. Is that right? I can't remember if it was 12th mm-hmm. or 9th. Um, but this amazing story, like underdog goes to goes to the Olympics and makes the final and wasn't predicted to make the final and then ends up 12th in the world. It was amazing. And my heart was so happy. I was so proud. This is like your best friend, your little sister, so proud. And at the same time, she was she was living out the dream that I had dreamed also since I was eight. Um, and so that was a big, that was a hard season for me to to walk through. And when you talk about the the mental fortitude as you go through the good times, so Kelsey, I want you to talk about that in a second here. Just like what did it look like going through the uh, the experience of the Olympics and keeping your mind right? It's the same mm-hmm. kind of fortitude going through the the hard letdown of not making it. Like, what do you do in your head yep. when your when your dream is happening and when your dream is not happening? So, why don't you share first? Oh gosh, no, you share first. I need me, a second. <laughs> okay, you you just take a second. Um, for me, and okay, this actually was this is the this is the birthing point of dwell. Really, I mean, I used to write scripture on my arm for meats for sure, um, and that mm-hmm. was an anchor for me. But the like the drop off of not making the team, and then that next year of like I didn't know what to do with my life was super duper hard. Um. And the one thing that I found my root in was scripture. It just was. It was like I didn't want to hear a self-help book. I didn't want to listen to a podcast. I didn't want to hear somebody else's words. I wanted God's truth in my ear. And that's what I did. Like I was memorizing like 15 verses, huge passages, and it just was balm to my soul. Um, And that's where my passion came from. At that point was like this, this is exactly what I need in my life. Yeah. And you were so steadfast in that. Like, I remember, I think you took a bunch of scripture and then put it into like a long prayer. Like Mm -hmm. you took scripture from like all different parts of the Bible and it was like so beautiful. And you were repeating that to yourself every morning. Mm -hmm. Um, I think at some point you shared it with me. I would love to revisit it. But also I just want to say like, it was an interesting time because for me, like I really felt like you know, making the Olympics was a gift and it was kind of like icing on the cake. I hadn't, I was an underdog, so I had nothing to prove. I could just like revel in that experience and the gift that it was. And at the same time, like there was this awareness that obviously like you had this lifelong dream and we went on this journey together and like 
you didn't get that like final outcome. Um, and, and like, that was hard to reconcile. You know, there was like some guilt there on my end of just like, ah, like this stinks. Like I wish she could be there too with me and doing this together. Um, but I want to say that like you, you were so gracious during that period of time and like you really did love me very well and encouraged me very well. And I never felt like maybe internally you felt at war, but I never felt like you projected that onto me, which is like, I'm so thankful for because I don't think I could have like gone on and performed the way that I did perform and do what God had for me. Um, if I didn't have your support in that way. So God was working in like all parts of the story so that what was meant to be could be. Um, it's just from all angles, hard to see in the moment, mm -hmm. you know, why things unfold the way they do. But I think you're right in saying it took just as much mental toughness for you to continue to encourage me through that as it did for me to go to the Olympics. I would even argue it probably took more. Mm -hmm. So, so what did what did mental tough like what did, when we say the word mental toughness? There's probably some folk who've like never even thought about having a tough yeah, mind. that's true. Um, that's like oh, a but like super. You know, we talk about it a lot in sports, but. What does it yeah. look like to have doubt or fear um, or pressure? And what does it look like to have a single focused, relentless mind on a piece of truth? Yeah. So I think for me, it's so many years of like mentally tough and small things that now my mind like almost automatically can go there and focus on like the positive instead of. Like, I'm always thinking, at least when it came to sport, and I think I do this in my life too, like, what if it goes well? Um, what if things work out? Like, it's going to be okay. And I'm always kind of there instead of, oh gosh, like, what if I mess up? What if things go wrong? Or like, if I make a mistake at work, I'm just able to like, let it roll off my shoulders, I think, because I have that mental toughness of like, it'll be okay. Like there will be another opportunity. I can do better next time. Um, but a very practical example, um, I had a training partner once where we shared our journals that we wrote in like every morning. And my journal was like, I can do this. Like, I know God has prepared this for me. I might not be ranked here, but you know, it was just so focused on like what I thought I could do. And hers was like, you stink. You need to improve in this way, this way, and this way you're falling short, like so self-deprecating. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of interesting that like you can practice mental toughness in very practical, small ways. Mm -hmm. um, and you do that through dwell, focusing on scripture and rehearsing verses throughout the month. Um, so I know I just rambled, but no, that's, that's so true. That's what I think of. It's the small things that then add up to the big things. Totally. I mean, I think we all do it. It's like you you have that one thing in your mind that you you rehearse that's not not true about you because God says all sorts mm -hmm. of true things about you, and they're all beautiful. It's like you're a child of mm -hmm. God. You are a light to the world. You are. Uh, all sorts of beautiful things. And and yet, you know, even myself, I find myself, I'm like, you're not really up to this task sometimes. I'll think that. 
that's something because, you mm-hmm. know, in my work, there's a lot that I do that I've never done before, which is very similar right. to training to make an Olympic team. It's like, I had mm-hmm. never made an Olympic team before and I'm trying to do that thing. Um, and so sometimes I'm like, yeah, I don't know if you're up to that task. Um, and the reality is, is God presented a lot of opportunity for us to train for something mm-hmm. that we'd never done before. Um, and just like you said, he's going to prepare this for me because he has He has called me here. So whatever I am to learn and whoever I am to be, like I'm going to trust that I'm going to walk in these things. Um, and so mm-hmm. like one, one challenge or call out is like what – and I always talk about this book, but if you've never read it, um, it's so good. It's Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen, but it's this idea of like we believe lies about ourselves – we rehearse them, we hear them, we believe them, and um, God has something so much more for us. And so um, replacing mm-hmm. those lies with what is true and rehearsing the truth um, can really set us free inside of our minds. Um, have yeah. you felt that way as a mom at all, Kels? Uh, yeah, I think, I think you can feel that way as a mom every day. Like, I'm just worried, like, gonna mess her up like am I gonna be good at this like it's she's 10 months old right now um so I haven't quite had to like face the reality of like what I'm doing actually like impacts her as a person it does I know that even at this age but I feel like I'm really I have a lot of fear about like the school age um so yeah I feel like I can feel that way when I start to fixate on that period but like you're saying, just like focusing on the truth, like such a gift that God gave me to be her mother. And I am equipped to be her mom and to raise her um, the way that God intended. And also like, I don't have to do it alone. Like Mm -hmm. I have all of the people and I have the Lord leading me. So um, I need to not, you know, believe so much in my own ability. Mm -hmm. I need to realize that you know, I have support there. So that's so good. Well, Kelsey, I'm so yeah. glad you came on. Um, it's thank it's you. Always so fun to reminisce about. I feel the same way. Like sometimes Matt will be like, "Oh yeah, Vera used to do pole vaulting," and I'm like, "I did that, didn't I?" Or like, you know, my kids will want to see um, a video of what mommy used to do, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, that's so scary." I did I do that? I know. I I guess I, I did way. do that. That's so weird. It feels like a lifetime ago. Um, but what a what a wonderful time and what a gift, like you said, to have learned what we were able to learn and to use it as a way to encourage others that um you can you can have a mind that is is strong in in the Lord and His truths for you. So, Kelsey, thank you so much for being here. And I know God Thanks has big things me. for you for the rest of your life. Like He's equipped you to. Oh, thank to, you. He, I'm just gonna say it. Like He's equipped you for amazing things and 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 leading others. And um, so we just love you. Well, and go ahead. Thank you. I was just one thought that just came to me was like, it's just, you know, you can go through something like that and accomplish all the things and like have walked and trusted the Lord in that period and seen him be faithful. And then again, you come to this new place in your life. And now it's like, I have new dreams that I am struggling to like move forward on. So it's, I guess what I want to leave people with is like, it's a constant practice. Um, 
and trusting God every day. And you didn't like arrive. You said, Is that what you mean? On the truth. No, I didn't arrive. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you never arrive. All right, guys. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And we hope that you enjoy the rest of um, the, the verse for the month and uh, stick around and we'll be back next week. Hey, everyone. This is April from the Dwell Team. There is no better way to start the new year than in the Word. We know that so many of you listening are already Dwell members, and we are so excited to memorize with you in 2023. If you're not yet a member, we would love to have you join us in memorizing with our community of over 9,000 people. Your Dwell membership provides a practical tool to help you establish new routines in scripture memory. Each month, you'll receive a yellow envelope in the mail with a beautiful print, key tags, and either temporary tattoos or vinyl stickers perfect for water bottles to help you memorize one verse. Pay monthly or annually for 10% off. Find us online at dwelldifferently.com or click on the link in the show notes.